Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Something's happening. Something extraordinary. Something exciting. Something authentic and true. Everything changes now. And snap! Look outside. Is the world more peaceful since the revolution? I see nothing but chaos. We must restore the natural order of things. Don't you agree? This podcast is sponsored in part by Benjamin Hart. That's me! And yours truly, Zach Arnold. And by participation from listeners like you. So let's tune in to another episode of IPC. 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 The Intergalactic Peace Coalition Podcast. All the galaxies. All for you. Why, hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the IPC Podcast, also known as the Intergalactic Peace Coalition, and we are broadcasting live right here on channel 1138.com, also coming to you through the power of iTunes and Google Play and StarWarsUnderworld.com. And yes, we have another amazing episode for you guys tonight. As always, we're going to be talking about a variety of things, most to do with Disney+. Plus. Yes, the streaming service from Disney. We are all Disney shills here, and it's coming in just a few short days. And we're going to be talking about, we're actually going to be breaking down your, well, at least some of you, some of you that support us, top five Disney Plus shows that are coming up. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun later in the show. We'll talk about some news off the top and all, a whole bunch of other stuff. Who knows what could happen? Before we get into it, of course, introductions are in order. If you're new to the show, my name is Ben, and joining me, as he does for many, many times and will be for many, many more, is my good friend and co-host, Mr. Jake Damon. Jake, what's going on? Not a whole lot, Ben, besides the fact that, hold on, let me pull up the countdown timer here. Uh, three days, eight hours, 37 minutes, and 36 uh, seconds, <laughs> now 35 seconds, 34 seconds, until Disney Plus launches and you know I'm going to be watching The Mandalorian immediately. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Uh, among other things, like the whole catalog that is uh, going to be available before even a lot of the other cool stuff we're going to talk about tonight is astounding. Uh, it's truly a fun time to be alive in this age of streaming. Uh, lots to look forward to, and I can't wait to break it all down tonight. Eh, yeah, exactly. Like, it really is amazing to be here, finally. And Disney Plus is just going to be a treasure trove of not only things from the future, 
stuff like The Mandalorian, stuff like Captain America, and I want to say Captain America, is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It should be Captain America because he is Captain America. So that's, I mean, his shield's in the logo, so... Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of confusing there. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, all the Marvel stuff they're happening, all of the... You know, just random Disney stuff like Jeff Goldblum's. It uh, what is it? The world according to Jeff Goldblum. Like I'm um, looking forward ben, to that. Jeff Goldblum's been canceled. I don't know if you heard, but you can't enjoy the show now because Jeff Goldblum has been canceled by the world. Apparently, I, I tend to enjoy things more when I don't look at Twitter. Uh, <sighs> so <yeah>. uh... <laughs> don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. People say dumb things. It happens. Just try to ignore it. Um, <laughs> but that's going to be awesome, regardless of what people say. And, uh, yeah, a whole bunch of other stuff. And it's going to be so amazing. And it comes out Tuesday. We're recording this on Friday. So just a few more days. And The Mandalorian yeah. is kicking in with their, their stuff. And the, the, the ad campaign for that show is just going wild. We've got so many TV spots. If you're looking for more footage from The Mandalorian, go check out StarWarsUnderworld.com. Tons of stuff over there. But there's another plus coming. There is another streaming service coming. It, it might even be coming sooner. I'm not even sure when this is launching, to be honest. You'll have to look this up. I didn't do the research. I'm sorry. But we have the completely original Apple TV Plus. Oh, wonder where they got that idea. Yeah, I wonder where they got that. I mean, let's face it. That wasn't entirely original either. Disney adding plus sign. Like, who was the <laughs> Disney executive that, like, what do we need to call our new streaming service? Let's just add a plus to our name. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Give this man a raise. That's Hopefully he got a raise, yeah. Um, but we got Apple TV Plus, and this was sent in by someone named Zach Efron. I don't know if you've uh, heard of him. Okay, yeah, yeah. Zach Efron, I think he used to co-host the show. Yeah, he used to be. I've heard of him every once in a while. He used to be on the show. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, he sent this in, and it's in regards to one of the shows. I, I will admit, I'm not getting Apple TV+, Plus, but the content yes, looks pretty good. And this is one of those things that's coming up. It's called Severance. It's been ordered straight to series. And it's it's described as a workplace thriller, whatever okay. that means. And it's going to be directed, or at least some of the episodes will be directed, by Ben Stiller. Nice. Remember that guy. Yeah. I, we haven't had enough Ben Stiller around lately. I remember Night at the Museum. Me too. Right? That's a great movie. <laughs> the, also, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but I, it, like I think it's it. really under. It's underrated, and I think it's very good. It's it's a really good Ben Stiller movie. If it's got Ben Stiller, it's got to be good, I guess. Got to be. Yeah, I, I, don't <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't think I've seen anything terrible with him in it. Like, I, I watched, uh, a, what's it called, Zoolander, and I didn't think oh, that was yeah. <laughs> too bad. It, it was funny, but not the funniest thing I've ever seen. But it was, it was, it was, it had some good moments. And then one of the more recent ones not recent movies, but uh, recently seen by me movies uh, with him. And it was uh, Meet the Parents. Have you seen that? Oh, I don't think I have, but I think I've like seen snippets of it. Yeah, he plays like the boyfriend and then his uh, soon to be father-in-law is played by Robert De Niro. Oh, and there you go. I, I haven't laughed that hard in a movie in a long time. I highly recommend Meet the Parents. That, and it's funny Ben Stiller was, like, the biggest actor for a while. Like, he was in everything, and now he's yeah. just 
gone, which is very weird. He's yeah. a great actor. Like, I, I genuinely, I love like Night of the Museum is like one of my favorite movies. Me too. Um, so it's great. So I love, I love seeing him. But getting back to this news, we have the news that Ben Stiller is going to be directing some episodes of this, and Adam Scott, who you know, I believe from Parks and Rec. Yes. And I believe he was even in the Twilight Zone reboot, I think. Okay. I haven't seen um, that, but... So this is that was kind of him kind of dipping his toe into kind of more serious dramatic work, and this seems to be very serious and dramatic. Um, and yeah. He's, he's going to be starring in this, so that's really interesting and really cool. Well, it's also described as a workplace thriller, and I do enjoy thrillers. Like, as a genre, as a genre thrillers, usually I tend to like them a lot. Um, and Adam Scott, I he's one of my favorite parts of Parks and Rec. I just I like his yeah. humor, and he's just kind of deadpan and really likable guy, in my opinion. Um, you know, he's not, like, the most charismatic ever, but that's, like, his thing. He's, like, he's like more reserved, I guess. Um but I think he's got some comedic chops. Even though this is not a comedy, I'm looking forward to see what he's going to do with something like a thriller because it's it's something I've never seen him in before. It's usually comedy stuff that I see him in, and a workplace thriller will be a new new uh, place to see what other chops he has. Yeah, it, it is interesting how you know there's so many actors that kind of get typecast in these kind of goofy comedic roles and then make the jump over to more serious stuff you've got you know in recent memory uh, bill Hader, um yeah who, who did it and i as far as i remember and as far as what i heard about that movie like he was great in that um yeah. and even the late great robin williams like later in oh, life he, he hits he's some a great example he, he's a brilliant example of someone who had so much range in regards to like known for being one of the funniest i dare say the funniest person to ever live Mm-hmm. But still being able to make you cry in a movie because yeah. he's able to bring a really grounded performance. So I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen Goodwill Hunting, but I uh, have not, and I'm kicking myself. Oh, that's that's maybe my favorite Robin Williams role besides the genie himself. Mm. Uh, so good, and that's a dramatic role too. So, yeah. um, but oh, I was gonna I was gonna mention something, and I, it completely left my mind. So I, I guess it, I'm not. If gonna you're mention. on a podcast, it just it does not connect. Your parts of your brain just do not work. I'm yeah, learning that I, the hard way. It just it, it fizzled out. Uh, I think I was going to mention something about Ben Stiller's uh, dad or something, but that doesn't yeah, have anything to do well, with anything. Yeah, well, okay. Well, Ben Stiller, for those, for the two people that don't know, I love repeating this this line, but uh, Ben Stiller's <laughs> dad was Jerry Stiller. Jerry Stiller played George Costanza's father on Seinfeld. Yes. I love that fun fact. I love th- that connection because serenity it, now. <laughs> it blew my mind because I'm like grew up knowing Ben Stiller, knowing the insanity that is uh, Frank Costanza on yeah. Seinfeld, um, and knowing that those two brilliant actors are, are related is is fantastic. Oh yeah. Also, I don't know if I've ever seen anything Ben Stiller's directed. I don't even know if he's directed anything before. So that's a good I mean, question. I, could it could have been that he has, but I this will be if I do see this, this will be the first time I've seen anything he's directed knowingly. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, a lot of actors are doing that too. Is is make kind of making the the jump from acting to directing, um, and it seems like a pretty smooth transition if you think about it. You know, what better director knows how to treat an actor than an actor themselves? So, right. 
you know, it really does make sense. So I'm sure this will be great, and yeah. uh, this should be interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing what Disney Plus, uh, not Disney Plus, Apple <laughs> TV Plus, the two pluses that we're getting, yeah. the other plus that I won't be subscribing to, but maybe they'll actually win me over at some point. Um, because when does Apple TV open? I've got to Google this. Apple I don't know. TV Plus launch. It can't be too long. Is there even a or probably throw the dang there's nothing. Launches November first. It's already launched? What? What? How did I not know this? Man, that was a really low key launch then, because I don't know. It feels like there's nothing really in their slate because I've seen some of the shows they're coming out with where I'm like, I have to watch that. You know? Yeah, like, and all credit to them. Like, yeah, I've seen stuff for the morning show. Um, mm-hmm. I know way back they they like got like Spielberg and a bunch of different people like, hey, we're doing stuff for this TV show or this yeah. this thing. Um, I don't know. I I'm shocked that I haven't known this being all the hubbub around. Disney Plus, and everyone's talking about that, that right. Apple TV Plus is just chilling in the background, doing this thing. Yep. I don't know. I have no idea. But moving on to something completely different, we have now potentially the full cast for The Batman in yes. 2021, which is still a ways out, but they're casting right now. Of course, famously, we talked about Robert Pattinson taking on the role of Batman. And the internet freaked out, but the internet, as they are, probably will be wrong about him. He'll probably do great. Yeah. Um, and I think since we've talked about that, we've had the casting news that Zoe Kravitz will be playing Selena Kyle, Catwoman. We got Paul Dano, who I believe has been confirmed as uh, the Riddler. Um, Jeffrey Wright is going to be playing Commissioner Gordon, which I guess pretty much confirms that this is not this is not the DCEU universe. This is not the same one. Yeah, because uh, I'm all for changing up roles, but Jeffrey Wright and J.K. Simmons they don't exactly look alike. Yeah, I, a little I, bit I would, different there. I would agree. So uh, I think it's safe to say. And you know what? It's fine. DC, just do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Don't worry about trying to build up a universe, you know, and and all credit to Joker. Like, you know, yeah. they just off did, did this one-off thing, and it worked, and people liked it. So do more stuff like that and not a – what is it, a Lex Luthor movie they're talking about? No, don't. Yeah, the top ten things that I'm not interested in, that's probably number two. <laughs> and the idea that – you bring back Jesse Eisenberg, my God. Uh, I mean, that's the main reason I wouldn't be interested. Because, like, no thank you. Just no. no thank you. No thank you. But yes thank you to the idea that Andy Circus will be playing Alfred. Oh, yeah. I didn't know I needed this in my life. Oh, yeah. Of course, this is rumored right now, but it feels right. It feels, feels like right. this could actually work. I just... uh in the list of actors, because you always think about, like, you know, oh, these kind of older guys. I don't think of Andy Serkis in that role of, like, older guys, even though I think he's probably getting kind of up there in age a little bit, uh-huh. uh, at least compared to me. Um, but uh, <laughs> it, this seems perfect. And you've also got the most recent one is Colin Farrell, who is apparently being rumored to play Oswald Cobblepot himself, the Penguin. Yep. So that yep. I, this this could really be good. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm I'm having trouble picturing Colin Farrell as the Penguin, but maybe it could work. 
I I was too. I'm like, what are they gonna do? Give him a fat suit? Because like, <laughs> the penguin traditionally is like a bigger guy, like overweight, whatever. Uh, so are they going for sexy, uh, sexy penguin, I guess. And then I, uh, was looking at like a bunch of variations of the penguin to see if there was anything close and telltale games came out with a version of Batman, uh, not too long ago. And there's like a bunch of episodes for it. And, and uh, apparently it's a really good game. I have not played it yet, though, although I, I'm curious now. And their version of Penguin is very similar to what Colin Farrell might look like. Like, he, hmm. he's not overweight. He's he's like a normal-sized uh, guy who who has, like, a penguin mask on. And he's got, like, a little monocle that's, like, also kind of – it's like a Google Glass type thing. And it's just a really clever design that I think could work if they decide to go in that direction. But who's to say what they're going to do with that? Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like – well, I mean, the the penguin in Gotham, he wasn't, a, like, a big dude, I don't think. Uh, penguin in Gotham. Oh yeah, you're right. I totally forgot about that version. Uh, yeah. like younger penguin. You're right. So uh, I mean, I think ultimately it's like if he can act like the penguin, if he can do the role, like body type, you know, let that be secondary. Like make sure they can actually do the role. And right, yeah. Colin Farrell is you know more than a capable actor to pull that off. I, Colin Farrell's one of my favorite actors currently. Like he's just, I, I love him. I don't know if you've seen in, uh, in Bruges. It is no. very, it's a very funny, uh, movie. It stars him and, uh, oh gosh, who's, uh, Donald Gleason's dad. Um, um, yeah, Brendan Gleason, Brendan Gleason. He's in that. It's very, very good. Uh, he's also in saving Mr. Banks, which oh, I, I yeah. saw recently. I don't know. He's, he's in a lot of good stuff and he, he usually does an amazing job. I don't think of Colin Farrell doing any, anything bad. Yeah. I think one of the few movies that I've seen him in was, uh, the movie where he's playing himself, playing Johnny Depp in what? fantastic beasts. Oh yeah, you're right. I haven't seen that movie, but you are right. That is another recent one he was in. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. That's uh, and he's he's good in that. He's good in everything. So like, yeah. you know, hey, hey, this this could be really inspired casting. You never know. Yeah, what they could be up to here, but also, this, An yeah, go ahead. Andy Circus seems like a great role, and it makes sense because of uh, uh, his ties with. Uh, the director you know doing the apes movies uh already and so they have a good rapport with each other so uh doesn't really surprise me that he's finding a place for him in this uh hopefully like I, like you said this is just a rumor so far but uh i would i'd really like to see this also there are versions of Alfred where he has like a militaristic past. He's kind of a badass, you know, he, 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 he's broken a few necks in his day. And I think Andy Serkis could really pull that off really well. Um, and then Paul Dano, I love Paul Dano so much. Anything mm -hmm. I've seen him in from, from, uh, there will be blood to prisoners. He is just an amazing actor. And, as Edward Na Nashton slash the Riddler, that is going to be so interesting. The last time we had a Riddler on the big screen was Jim Carrey. Wow. And uh, that was quite something to behold. <laughs> like it was, yeah. it was, uh, 
it, it was entertaining. Let's just say that. Yeah, you understand why that happened. Like just in retrospect, being Jim Carrey, being Jim Carrey at peak Jim Carrey in oh, the yeah. like eighties and nineties. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's weird. I remember just a little bit of a movie that I've seen. I'm like, whoa, this it, it's, is. It's one of those roles where it's like. It's not the best version of the Riddler, but it's also like I'm glad that it happened because it's just fun to watch. If it hadn't happened, you would have people right now going, "Jim Carrey, that would be good. Jim Carrey, get Jim Carrey." Yeah, um, yeah. Because... I think I think my fa- my favorite version of the Riddler though is uh, Frank Gorshin from the '60s show. Yeah, there's a lot of the, the, people discredit that show too much. There's a lot of good casting in that yeah. original show. Um, yeah, so it's it's great. And and getting back to your point about Andy Circus, I, I I one of the things I really liked about the Jeremy Irons Alfred in uh, BBS and is that the only he was in he was in Justice League. Yeah, I remember that movie. I saw that movie once. Um, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, he he was kind of more of a hands on Alfred. Like he, mm-hmm, true, he you know, true. had a you know he was flying the jet and all this kind of stuff. So he could be interesting to see a more. An Alfred that's not an old dude, but in you know a younger, more spry, more like ex Secret Service agent or whatever he was back in the yeah. day. Yeah, but yeah, as this cast is shaping up, and I've I've heard rumors too about, uh, and I don't know if there's any weight to this, but Matthew McConaughey playing Two Face? Question mark. That's I, the one I was missing. I, McConaughey. I hope it's true. <laughs> Well, there seems to be more weight to the Colin Farrell, Andy Circus news than there is to the Matthew McConaughey stuff. Because I, I saw a few sites running with that, but not everybody uh, like like the other two here. So fingers crossed for that one because that – man, adding Matthew McConaughey to this already amazing cast would make this Batman movie one of the most anticipated things for me to come and, out and soon. Just, and just putting aside the cast, like think about a Batman movie – a modern day, you know, realistic, like done in the style of what we've seen recent Batman movies, but actually, you know, good. Um, <laughs> um, with Batman, Catwoman, the Riddler, Commissioner Gordon, Penguin, Alfred, and potentially Two Face. Like, yeah. that, that's gonna be amazing. Like, it, it sounds like it could be overstuffed a bit with a villains, but like, maybe not. I think I, maybe they could turn this into a trilogy, and maybe just maybe a lot of these are just cameos, and you have. You know, maybe McConaughey is in the second or third one, a la Dark Knight. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But this looks really good. Robert Pattinson, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does. Zoe Kravitz mm-hmm. speaks for itself. Um, yeah. I I have a – if this movie does well and they do do a sequel, obviously I'd love to see the uh, a new version of the Joker, you know, to go up against uh, Robert Pattinson. Um I would love to see, because they were in a movie called The Lighthouse together, Robert Pattinson and uh, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Dafoe. There you go. How awesome would it be? I I feel like Willem Dafoe would play such an awesome Joker. He really would. That's kind of what Green Goblin was. It's just Joker in a mask. (laughs) Right in a right. green Power Ranger suit. Yeah, but I, I feel like Willem Dafoe just has like a great Joker face. He could just pull it off so well. Yeah, but um, could. yeah, yeah. So I yeah, yeah, I'm I'm down for this. I'm down for them doing everything in relation to this movie, and it's going to be amazing. It, it, mm-hmm. It's got to be. It's got to be. And and who's the? I feel bad for not knowing the name of the director. Who's directing this? Ah. Uh, his name he directed is... uh, Planet of the Apes. He, Matt Reeves. I want to say Reeves. Matt Reeves. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. 
You're right. There you go. Matt Reeves, he's a great director. I think they're really, this is shaping up to be something really special. So, uh, for sure. I am very much looking forward to it. And bringing it back around, we started talking about Disney Plus. And so, Disney Plus is launching very, very soon. And some of you may be wondering, when is it going to happen? When's it actually going to be happening? When am I going to be able to watch The Mandalorian? Well, we have at least some answers, maybe not for every single person in the world, but an idea in regards to when this is actually happening. So, the first of all, we have in the United States, Canada, and the Netherlands on November 12th. Now, I don't know what the official word is, but I'm hearing two different times. One is 5 a.m. Eastern, and one is 9 a.m. Eastern. Okay. I don't know. So in that neighborhood, in the morning, in the early morning, we're getting Disney+. Plus. And then for Australia and New Zealand, we have November 19th. And then United Kingdom, France, Germany, Italy, Spain, and apparently other countries have to wait until March 31st. Yeah. Wow. I, I could be wrong about this, but I heard there are some countries where it's not even coming out till 2021. I would not be shocked by that. That's insane to me. It really is. It but. really is. And I feel bad for everyone. Also, I don't feel bad for Disney because all of the piracy that's going to be happening with this. Oh, my goodness. Also, guys, you can change your VPN to be America. So if you want it early, you could just change your VPN. I had some people saying, oh, yeah, well. Disney Plus is cracking down, and they're going to be, you know, <laughs> you know, stopping all this VPN and piracy. And I was like, "Good luck with that, Disney. Yeah, good how, luck how, with that. How? There's no way this stuff's going to be everywhere. This is going to be the new Mandalorian is going to be the new highest pirated TV show of all time. Yeah, what was Guaranteed. it before Game of Thrones or something? Yes. Yeah, you just can't like, and I know there is reasons for this. I know there's you know, licensing and all this kind of stuff, and they can't roll it out everywhere. But it's just ridiculous. And we're in the, we're almost the year 2020 here, and you can't have, like, everyone on the planet just getting it at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. it just sucks. And I feel really bad for everyone in the U.K. and France because there's Star Wars fans, there's Disney fans, there's Marvel fans all over the world, and they're going to be deprived of this for an insanely long time. Yeah, and it's it's really hard to to uh decide where to land on that issue because it's like on one hand yes i realize stealing is wrong morally but at the same time from the company's perspective isn't it good that that your product is being uh you know is getting out there and being seen by more people the word is being spread more i don't know there's i think there's two sides of the coin the the silver lining here at least in regards to disney and Disney obviously not wanting their stuff to be quote-unquote stolen and, Uh you know, thrown is the fact that this, like, 90% of the people that pirate it are going to end up signing up for Disney Plus in the end. Like, most of it's going to be people in the UK that simply can't. And I'm sorry, I don't don't consider that stealing. Maybe maybe (laughs) the law... And logic determines otherwise, but, like, when you physically cannot get something and your only hope is to pirate it, then, hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And I think most people, at least 
all of my friends who are in other countries that are going to be pirating this, I know they're going to want Disney Plus. I know they're not going to want to go through all this. I mean, Disney Plus is insanely cheap. Like, it's very reasonably priced. Yeah. And it's going to be very com- more, much more convenient. I don't like pirating just because I have to go to those stupid sites where if you click on the wrong <laughs> thing, you get a virus on your computer. I don't like doing that. I like to just watch things. Um, and, you know, also clean my conscience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I mean, ultimately, hopefully within the first year, everyone will have it and there won't be anything. Um, I'm still wondering, like, when it comes to releasing stuff, like, once di- once everyone has Disney+, Plus, will they immediately be have access to The Mandalorian? Or will that be a waiting period after that? That is a good question. And, that like, newer question. stuff, when the Kenobi series shows up, when Cassian shows up, when we get... Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision, like, are we, is everyone going to get them at the same time? Is that going to be something where people have to wait? If so, that's really going to suck. Yeah. Um, because we already have a problem with spoilers and, you know, people that see things, they want to go spoil it on Twitter immediately. And I will mm-hmm. say, Tuesday, if you want to see The Mandalorian and you don't want to get spoiled, stay off the internet. I'm telling you, don't go on Twitter, don't go on Facebook. Just don't do it if yeah. you don't want to get spoiled. Because as much as you can say, like, oh, you, should, you shouldn't spoil things, people are going to spoil it. They're going to do it, and you're going to end up hating some people, and uh, it's not going to be pretty. So, so don't do that to yourself. Wait, do what you got to do to see it, and then go on Twitter and talk about it, because it's going to be a freaking nightmare. Well, you know, the first thing I'm going to do on Tuesday while I'm at work and not able to watch The Mandalorian is uh, searching on Twitter, hashtag Mandalorian spoilers. Because you are a madman. I I hate doing it, but at the same time, I love doing it. So I, I, I never know where to fall, but I always I always tend to lean on the side of, okay, I really want to know what goes on. Well, uh, one good thing about this is that it's not they're not dropping the entire season at once. Yes. So you're not. It's the good thing about this is that you're not. You don't have to binge them all. Like Stranger Things, within like a few hours, or feasibly, if someone wanted to do it maliciously, if Stranger Things is released on Netflix, someone could go to the end of the episode and see, okay, who dies in this episode? They could do it. This way, it's only the first episode. The chances of there being some major spoilers in that first episode are slim. There has been talk of some kind of spoiler in the first episode but being that it's in the first episode like how how big could it be it's mostly just going to be introducing us to the characters and stuff like that so like i think it the the problem is going to be when it gets down to the season finale and that's yeah. going to be closer to christmas and that's going to be when it's really going to be start raining spoilers and we're gonna get at your umbrellas yep exactly so we have an entire other discussion about this Disney Plus thing to talk about. Um, We're going to be breaking down our top five most anticipated pieces of Disney Plus content. And we got some lists from some of our valued patrons and peacekeepers from our group on Facebook. And we also got our own lists. And we're going to be reading those off very soon. But we're going to take a quick break and rest our voices and then we'll come back and give a little shout out to our patrons and uh, we'll talk about those top fives on the flip side but for now take a listen to some music and our sponsors and we'll be back with more IPC this is IPC 
This man is going to help protect us from the bad ones. I have never met a Mandalorian. I've only read the stories. If they are true... I'm in. The Mandalorian, original series streaming November 12th on Disney+. Plus. back with more of the IPC podcast. We're talking Disney Plus and a whole lot more. Um, real quick, I want to give a special shout out to our most valued patrons. You can become a patron yourself at patron.podbean.com slash IPC podcast. You get some awesome rewards. You get to support the show and it's a pretty cool deal, and just all around, great for us, great for you, and for the people that are already here, they get a special shout-out on the show each and every week, and they are Joey Mays, Jake Damon, here, hey, hey. Rachel Perry, Dan Grievous, Parker Ott, and Carrie Fleming. And speaking of Carrie Fleming, he put out the call for us today, and we were talking about, we were kind of admittedly late to planning this episode and we're like hey what do you guys want to talk about like we're going to discuss some news and stuff like that and Carrie's like hey why don't you do a top five and we all three went like that's a great idea let's do that and so we thought what better topic to have than something to do with Disney Plus so we came up with this and Carrie actually suggested the topic as well top five most anticipated Disney Plus content and we got a few lists here and we got our own lists and got a lot of great lists and i suppose we'll run through this really quick and we'll get to ours and even zach's in a list so uh yeah zach efron yeah zach efron exactly zachary efron um but i want to start it off with carrie fleming since he was so kind to give us this idea may as well start it off with him and he says number five all of all the other star wars and marvel content which is great number four phineas and ferb candace against the universe i have never heard of that but it sounds amazing yep. um number three monsters at work which is the new monster series which is i don't know when that's coming out but that sound i want to see that yep. um number two the obi-wan series and number one i think one you're gonna hear a lot tonight the mandalorian yes good list very good list very very good list and then up next, I believe, Jake, we have Mr. Joey Mays. 
Yeah, Joey Mays of uh, Mays Sandwich Shop. I ha- I really want to try your sandwiches. Um, honorable mention, literally anything else. Sorry, not sorry. That was a hashtag, by the way. Can you tell I am all in for this service? Uh, number five, we've got Pixar in real life. Uh, and then numbers four through one may or may not be Star Wars related. Uh, number four, upcoming Star Wars Cassian Andor series. Number three, upcoming Star Wars Kenobi series. Number two, Star Wars The Mandalorian. And number one, Star Wars The Clone Wars season seven. So I don't, I don't know. I think he might like Star Wars a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. just a little bit. I just love that we have the opportunity to have a Disney streaming service and most of someone's list is just Star Wars content. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I am totally within there. The, all that stuff sounds amazing. And Pixar in real life, I do not know what that is, but I want it. I don't either. I saw a teaser for it. And even after the teaser, I was like, I still don't know what this is. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I'll check it out, though. Yeah, it's a Pixar in real life is essentially a professional cosplay series that takes place, takes the characters like Dash from The Incredibles, Wally, and Russell from Up, and transforms them from computer generated 3D creations to live action performers. Oh, cool! So, like, may- maybe the essential idea is taking Disney Pixar movies and turning them into like live Broadway productions or something like that. Nice. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Disney is going to do, like, they have so many things. Like, one of the things I'm looking forward to, actually, I'm not going to say I'm looking forward to, I'm going to put it on my list. I'm going to hold you in suspense. Ooh. I'm but uh, next up, we've got our good friend, Daniel George, a.k.a. Dan Grievous. And he says, number five, the world according to Jeff Goldblum, and uh, which is going to be great. Um, number four, the Cassie and Andor show. Number three, the Obi-Wan series. Number two, The Mandalorian. And number one, and he puts this in all caps, so I'm assuming he was yelling, and I'm going to yell it too, The Clone Wars! The Clone Wars! I'm just looking forward to watching, like, the older seasons too on the service. Not just season seven, which I'm very excited for. But uh, it'd be nice to have a place, because since they left Netflix, I have been missing season six, and even some of the other seasons that I don't own and don't have access to. Yeah. So I, are they going to change the name of season six to season six or are they just going to make it or keep it as uh, what what is it? The lost episodes or whatever. That, see, that's a good question. See, I back I, we heard a little bit ago that they were going to keep lost missions and yeah, they might not even call season seven season seven, which I think is dumb. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty because dumb. Everybody's going to call it Everybody's seven. calling Season 6, Season 6, The Lost Missions. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to call this Season 7. Like, finish it out like a normal series. Like, it's going to have an ending. Its final season's going to be 7. Like, just leave it at that. Call it Season 7. Exactly. You know, if you want to put a gimmicky subtitle on it, go ahead. Like, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, Season 2 was Rise of the Bounty Hunters. Um, I think Season 3 was Secrets Revealed. And usually they had nothing to do with <laughs> the actual content yeah. of the seasons because season three, I don't even know what secrets were revealed. Um, season two, <laughs> there was like, you know, four episodes with bounty hunters. Um, so it's just it's just this thing. You know, it was Cartoon Network back in the day, and now it's Disney. So Yeah, true. But uh, we got um, up next, we've got Kenny Crayley Jr. And what does he have to say, Jake? 
Yes, Kenny Crilly Jr., number five, all the Star Wars, Marvel, and Disney content on the service. Well, that's his list. No. That, uh, yeah, I think he just named literally everything. <laughs> exactly. He's like, that, this one covers the next four. But uh, So number four, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, number three, Marvel, What If? Number two, WandaVision. And number one, wait, let me see. Oh, yeah, The Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good list, man. Good list. Very good list. And The Mandalorian is understandably showing up at the top of many people's lists. So, yes. uh, you know, and, it, and it's just a few days away, which is crazy. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, it might not actually already be out. So, uh, yeah. holy crap. Um, Up next, we've got our good friend Robin Glader. And he says... Number five, what else they're doing for Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> so whatever else is happening with Star Wars, Robin is in for. And then for the rest of the list, I think you can glean what's happening next. Um, number four is Cassian. Number three, Kenobi. Number two, Clone Wars. And number one, The Mandalorian. So uh, Robin is there for the Star Wars. Surprise, surprise. I really hope that they call the show Kenobi. That'd be really cool. That'd be a nice nod to that book, Kenobi. I think it's a good title. I think I think as much as I was bewildered by them calling it Solo a Star Wars story. Yeah. Um, you know, it seemed kind of unoriginal, but like Kenobi seems pretty solid and you just go with that. You need you need a Kenobi's just that name. Everyone knows that name. Yes. Like you'd be fool not to use that. So, uh I don't know. It could be The Adventures of Obi-Wan Kenobi or something like that. I could do something crazy like that, but ultimately, it's just how it is. Yeah. So up next, Ooh, we've got Schinder's List, baby. Schinder's List. We don't have the music. Sorry, guys, because Zach's not here. He doesn't have a soundboard. Pause but, for music um, insertion. Um, but yeah, Stephen Schinder has a nice list for us. Uh, at number five, Cassian and K2SO. I for, I, I always forget that K2SO is going to be in this too. Like, And that's actually a really good title. Yeah, that would be a great title. Cassian and K2SO. Kind of kind of like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, sort of, but Star Wars. Uh, I've never understood the criticism that the characters of Rogue One felt shallow, but I think this will add more layers to these characters. I agree. I think that's a, that's a great uh, Absolutely. thought there. Uh, number four, WandaVision. I'm really excited for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, so I'm intrigued to see how this leads into that. Which, speaking of which, I also found out today that Loki is supposed to uh, tie in with Doctor Strange as well. So Yeah, Feige's been talking a lot about that this week, that apparently like, you will need to see the Disney Plus shows in order yeah. to you know, understand what's going on in the MCU. And apparently people are mad about that. I have heard this as well. People are upset that but they like, would have to watch a show. If you're a fan of the MCU and you know there's going to be a show with Falcon and Winter Soldier and Vision and Wanda and Loki, like, how are you passing that up? And also, as we established earlier on in the episode, piracy exists. You have no excuse. <laughs> also, you can't be mad at something that you can choose not to do. Like, you don't, nobody's forcing you to watch the show. If you're mad about that, I, I'm sorry. You're not the one making the content. That's where I stand. Right. But, and also, like, you know, it probably won't be that essential. Like, not every MCU movie is essential watching. 
Right. Like some of them are just like, hey, you might be confused about this line here or this line there in the Avengers, but like ultimately, there you can kind of pick and choose some of them. <laughs> Black Panther. Okay, uh, number three. <laughs> I think that movie is so overrated, but whatever. Uh, number three, Moon Knight. Uh, I don't know a lot about him, but I've been wanting to see him on screen ever since I saw how cool he looked in the loading screen for the 2006 game Marvel Ultimate Alliance. So. A loading screen on a 2006 game made this guy excited for a show. I don't know. I've never heard a story like that. I don't think that is very interesting. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know a whole lot about him either, but Moon Knight does sound like an interesting character. And I, I know a lot of comic book aficionados, more more aficionado than I, I think I ever will be. But uh, they seem to be really excited by this. So I think that makes me excited as well. Um, number two, Kenobi. The negotiations were not short, but now we know it's happening. Um, yes, very excited about Kenobi and so happy that it's finally happening. And uh, number one, can you guess what it is, Ben? Oh, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat now. Uh, let's go with the Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, it's almost <laughs> here, he says in all caps. I think this could really expand the Star Wars universe. And you know what? I think it will. I think it's going to be, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to be devoid of anything skywalker you may get a mention here and there but i think for the most part it's going to be kind of its its own story and i'm i'm really excited about that it'll be kind of a taste of what like a uh potentially ryan johnson's future trilogy could be about if he's still attached to that um not not saying that they would be similar in any way but just like the whole like okay let's take a step aside from the skywalker story and see what else is going on in the universe so good list steven and uh that was a new edition of shinder's list Dun, oh, he also dun. has a... <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Before we finish this, I, I missed a little message here. Uh, he says, I continue, uh, considered including the Clone Wars. I'm excited for it, but we already kind of know what's going to happen, whereas there's a bit more unknown for the other things I listed. And I guess I wanted to make my list focus on stuff that originated on Disney+. Plus. Okay, now you can do the, the accent music. Da, 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 da. Okay, that's all you're getting. Beautiful, beautiful. Love it. All right. Okay, so up next, we've got Francisco Matayana. I can't yes. say it as well as Zach will, but uh, he says his number five is Untitled Walt Disney Imagineering Documentary Series. That's literally what he wrote. And I'm assuming this is something that's coming in the future that's so far in the future that we don't have a, like a real solid title for it, but I'm all for this. I'm really looking forward to some of the uh, the documentary series stuff like that on this series. I'll, maybe I'll get into those later. But and but that just the whole side of Disney and running the parks and like documentaries like Empire of Dreams, mm-hmm. like the old Star Wars documentary is gonna be on this service. Like, and I haven't seen that thing since in forever. Like I'm looking forward to like going to that and watching it. Yeah. Um. So it's gonna be great. Um. Number four, he says the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Um. Number three. Cassian, number two, Obi-Wan, number one, Mando. Mando! We're all going to be screaming Mando on Tuesday. Yep, good list, man. Um, And up next, we've got Chris Abbott. Is, is he the one who's lovingly referred to as Irish Chris? No. Oh, There's a okay. lot of Chris's. This is the Star Raptor Chris. 
Oh, okay. Star Raptor. Okay, I've seen him. I, Irish Chris is Chris Chris Lynn. Why did I forget that? <laughs> well, okay. So this whole time I've been thinking Chris Abbott is Irish Chris, and uh, I've been wrong this entire time. And I'm time, sure so. there are more Irish Chrises out there. I I um, would I'm willing to bet, put money on it. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. I'll say a funny story about that. When I first started to get to know Irish Chris, I didn't know that he was in on the joke that he was called Irish Chris. And I thought it was an insult. Like, we would just jokingly refer to him as Irish Chris. I'm like, did you okay this with him? But apparently, like, this was a whole discussion prior to me knowing about this that they had established that, yes, he was going to be Irish Chris. And uh, <laughs> oh Chris Seeker was going to be the American Chris, even though there are plenty of American Chris's out there. So it's convoluted and it's an inside <laughs> joke. And I don't know. That's amazing. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, Chris Chris Abbott, he wrote in, and he said, uh, it would have been too easy to make a, a list of five Star Wars choices, so I chose to pick from a variety and expand my horizons. Uh, number five, we've got Lady and the Tramp, which is the live-action slash animated version. Can we call it live-action? I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, I think it's more live-action than Lion King. Let's put it that way. You're right. Lion King was, like, almost 100%, and then I think it was 100%, except for one shot i guess uh, and then this is like 50 percent, 50 percent, whatever uh number four forky asks a question very appropriate to put number four with four key uh number three the world according to jeff goldblum number two and i think this is the first mention we have of this but hawkeye which I'm also excited about. Uh, and then number one, we've got a first here, The Mandalorian. Oh, wait, no, almost everybody else wrote that too. Uh, yes, The Mandalorian is his number one. Nice. And Hawkeye is one that uh, I think, is it confirmed that Haley Steinfeld is playing Kate Bishop? Kate Bishop, I, th I think it is. Like, I think that's I'm hoping that's the case because having Haley Steinfeld in, in the MCU is going to be great. And her yes. potentially being the next Hawkeye oh, man. sounds really awesome. Heck so, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm. it's a great list, Chris. And uh, Chris is in the chat, by the way. He's right now. So thanks for listening, hey, Star Chris. Raptor. Sorry I called you Irish Chris, even though you're Star Raptor and not Irish we, we There's nobody else called Star Raptor, so we usually just use that in, in place of his real name. Yeah, Star, um, Star Raptor is such a cool handle, too. Like, you're lucky really that is. you didn't have that. It really is. I, I'm, I always appreciate someone when they can, like, go on Twitter or YouTube and, like, have an original, like, handle. Uh -huh. And it doesn't have, like, a bunch of numbers after it because... Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. It's uh, something that's already been taken. Um, yeah. Like Ben Hart with no E. Or Jake Damon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Only, only yours, yours looks like your name. I realize only after the fact that mine, at first glance, looks like Ben Hart with Ho. <laughs> so, kind of awkward. Oh my goodness. Kind of awkward. Ben, we're not going to go there. I don't even want to know about your hoe. <laughs> Ho, you know, ho, like you use in the garden. Oh, Just yeah. Picture. That's what I need. I need my Twitter picture needs to be me with a hoe. Yeah. That needs to be it. Please. I would love That needs to happen. Okay. That's on my to-do list. It's on my bucket <laughs> list now. Okay. So Speaking we've... of lists. <laughs> we have finished with all the submitted lists 
thanks to everyone who submitted. I, I'm sorry for everyone else that didn't get a chance to do this. We'll, we'll try to, maybe we'll do another version of this at some point back when, when Disney Plus is like available for everyone and everyone can yeah. have kind of input, have input and, uh, you know, say what their favorite stuff is that they've watched as opposed to what they're anticipating because those lists will be very different, I would assume. Yeah, I was going to say, like, maybe like a year or so from now, once some of these other shows are out, how different our lists are going to look, potentially. Well, I would assume when we're looking at, you know, doing, I don't know, maybe the end of next year, we'll do, you know, our top five favorite movies or top five favorite TV shows. A lot of Disney Plus stuff is probably going to be on there. Yeah, (laughs) true. um, That's going to be really interesting. And also, I think we have top five most anticipated movies of 2020 coming up at the top of next year. Nice. And I'm sure that'll have some Disney Plus stuff on it too if you guys choose to do that. But in the meantime, we're focused on here tonight. And I suppose we'll go ahead and start it off with Mr. Zach Efron's <laughs> yes. our sometimes off on again, off again co host of this show. Um and if he's listening he's he's hating me right now. I just know he is. Um you know Zach should, Arnold. <laughs> you, you know what we should do you know what we should do for this list is since we've got our own lists for ourselves, we should like split up his list between us two and each each take one. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. You, I'll take the first one. You, the, you get the next one. Yeah, yeah, sure. So number five, he says, is Loki. And he says, who knows how this series will play out? I'm sincerely hoping for it to show what happens to Loki after he escapes with the Tesseract in Endgame. Has, has that been confirmed yet? I don't know. If so, there's infinite possibilities for chaos and cameos in his adventures, and I'm here for all of Tom Hiddleston's annex in their mischievous glory, and I agree about that. I think just the fact that Tom Hiddleston's going to be doing the character, and apparently he's going to be like hopping through time and doing crazy stuff and affecting history in certain ways, I yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah, and he used a great alliteration there, and I kind of wish it was like the tagline for the show, Chaos and Cameos. I love that. That is a... Br- Disney, are you listening? <laughs> he just gave you like the perfect like tagline. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yep. Or that could be like the the name of one of the special features, like the featurettes on, on the show, if that's possible. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, number four, he's got The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Uh, the bar is set so high considering this man's life, but to have an opportunity to see things the way he sees them, I see the possibility to rediscover beauty in the mundane and just follow along one of the most eccentric men alive as he just explores the world literally and figuratively, man, I couldn't agree more. Like that's, that's why I've, I'm drawn to the show is because he is such a unique uh, a pair of eyes to look at the world through and to choose him as the subject of a show like this is, is going to be interesting for sure. And I, I don't know if you've seen his interviews on, on, you know, different late night shows and stuff, but he is just quite the unique individual. He is. So and my favorite interview is the one that they did right after we got the news about Spider-Man. Yeah, and he just totally freaks out. He doesn't understand what's going on, but he like gets so <laughs> emotional. He's like, "What is happening? So I don't understand." But I'm so okay. he's like so like genuinely seems concerned, like yeah. about Spider Man, even though he's never shared a movie with him or anything like that. He just <laughs> he's Jeff Goldblum. He's so great. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, the next one, uh, number three on Zach's list, is Kenobi. Kenobi! Sorry, I had to do that. Um, people have been clamoring for this for so long, and it's finally happening. All the fan petitions, all the fake trailers, all the memes. Ewan finally gets his chance to revisit a character that gave him roles in other franchises, but we'll always know him as Obi-Wan. I'm secretly hoping for Liam Neeson appearance since Qui-Gon was supposed to train with him on Tatooine. If we get a flashback with the two of them, I just might die. Close quote. Same, fam. Seriously. If Liam Neeson is also in this, it's going to kill us all. I, I'm i going to go ahead and like put 20 bucks on the line that he is going to show up. I don't know if anybody's in on this bet with me. I don't even know how many people have 20 bucks to throw around now. I am not going to bet against you. That's for dang sure. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess... I mean, think that... about it, though. We were just talking about Clone Wars. Liam Neeson did Clone Wars. Like, True. he came back for a cameo in that. I feel like he has enough affinity for that character and hasn't been doing a whole lot lately that I remember that, you know, he could potentially do that. And it wouldn't... It may just be a voiceover because yeah. from what we what we've seen from what we know kind of mythology like some like Qui-Gon can't manifest himself in a physical form right so at least at the time of the Clone Wars when when that's happening uh, which he did several episodes so it would be interesting to see like uh, you know it could just be a vocal performance like we could just hear Qui-Gon I would settle for that I think that would be fine you know it's something you could just come into a sound booth uh, and and record quickly if you needed to you know if he has a busy schedule and uh, it wouldn't be too much of a an inconvenience for him and it would make a lot of fans including myself and I think the rest of us pretty darn happy Oh, heck yes. Um, all right, then. So number two, Zach Efron has The Clone Wars. Uh, this series was the Star Wars content of my teenage years. Before the sale to Disney, before The Force Awakens, before the promise of all these live-action series like Kenobi, there was The Clone Wars. It'll be so cool to have all the seasons in one place, and even cooler to see new episodes return after such a heavy push for it to survive. You know Filoni and company will pour everything they have into these episodes, and I know it's going to show. My childhood returns, and I could not be happier. I, I, I don't know if I can even add anything to that. That's just a great way to put it. That is beautifully said and could not be more true. Um, because I mean, Clone Wars is that show for us. Like it really means so much to so many people. Yes. And I mean, there was, <laughs> there was someone on Twitter. Everyone was laughing at them. Everyone, because they had the audacity, and for whatever reason, thought it was true that why is the Clone Wars coming back? No one cares about that show. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, dude, what rock have you been under? Like. Like, that sounds, the, the whole that, reason that show exists is because of like fan support and like Kathleen Kennedy came out on stage at D twenty three is like yeah the fans asked for it and we're bringing it back like he he sounds amazing. he sounds like the type of guy that may have only seen like I don't know fifteen minutes of the Clone Wars movie and no other Clone Wars content. Those people 
drive me insane. <laughs> <laughs> like judging the entirety of the show just based I mean, on what that I they mean, saw there. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's what we dealt with the entire time The Clone Wars was on air. It was like people going, I'm not watching that. I watched the movie and it was terrible. I'm like, just get past it, please. Yeah. Because yeah. that the, the movie was just not at all representative. And it really wasn't until like the show went off air and was canceled that it felt like people were actually appreciating it. So, right. And um, I also, it really sucks sometimes to see that people don't give something a chance, you know, cause like so many shows, it takes a little bit to get, get its footing and it takes, you know, maybe a, a, a movie like that or a couple of episodes before it really starts getting, you know, growing into itself, I should say. And I think that's the same way with the Clone Wars. I, I feel like I don't think the show was ever bad, in my opinion, but I think that it started off weaker than how it ended, which is very common among many shows. So sometimes you just got to stick with it to see it up its quality over time. Yeah, I mean, I... I... I love the Clone Wars more than any other show out there, and I, I will say it's one of the best animated shows, if not the best animated show of all time. Mm-hmm. But it still was not without its problems and its bumps in the road. Yeah. So, like you know, there's no disputing that. Right. Um, but uh, number one for Mister Zac Efron is none other than The Mandalorian. And yeah. he says, shows like House of Cards set the tone for the original content on a streaming service. Now a new era is going to be ushered in with this John Favreau creation helmed by some of the brightest minds in the industry, starring one of my favorite actors from Game of Thrones. Disney is just firing on all cylinders with this show. Netflix was able to search people's preferences and create an algorithm surrounding the British show House of Cards. Actor Kevin Spacey and the director James Foley, they combined all three elements into a super show that was super successful. Disney did the exact same thing looking at Jon Favreau's past success. Directors like Filoni and Taika Waititi and actor like Pedro Pascal, not to mention the other star-studded lineup and an era of Star Wars yet to be explored and a character shrouded in mystery. All signs point to the series being a huge hit and I'm so ready to see what these people put forth. Yeah, I couldn't well agree said. more. Yeah, and well, I... I didn't realize that they had done that with House of Cards, the algorithm thing. If that's true, that's a very fascinating approach to a show, you know? And if, if that's what Disney's doing, I guess that formula works. Because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, everything I've seen for this show so far has gotten me way more excited than I think any of the movies or episodes so far like there's just something about this show that looks like it is tailor made for me and I think that it's just because of all the great minds behind it and all the talent involved and just you know not saying nobody talented or great minds or or anything but this just feels like the perfect storm like lightning in a bottle you know yeah, exactly. And I honestly, I forgot about House of Cards. Like, Me too. I forgot like how successful and how huge that was because it was on that cusp of Netflix becoming this pop culture phenomenon. Of, yeah. You know, well before any of these other streaming services came about, like Netflix cornered the market in this neighborhood, and it's and and House of Cards was one of those shows that just totally defined the area it defined like what could be expected of these streaming services what the quality of the content that we could look forward to 
and absolutely paved the way for stuff like The Mandalorian and what Disney Plus is doing. So, you know, I, I can only hope that because I feel like and part of me, and this is just me being very wishful thinking and all this kind of stuff, part of me is sitting here thinking like, well, Game of Thrones is gone. You know what's is uh, you know what uh, what's what's going to happen with this? What's going to be the next Game of Thrones? Yeah, and I want to say that it's going to be the Mandalorian. I don't know. There may not be another Game of Thrones, just being how huge that show was. But what's going to ultimately be the the new big show that everyone wants to watch? I feel like Mandalorian could be that, but I still think it's going to have some some Emmy nominations and awards and all kinds of stuff coming down its way because it's going to be a huge thing, regardless of how you compare it to anything else that's come before. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it is time for our list, Jake. Heck yeah, I'm ready to dive into it. Well, let's go ahead and do it, and I'll throw it to you first. Give the people your number five. Well, I'm going to get my my honorable mentions out of the way real quick, but uh, I've got Hawkeye on my honorable mentions, Monsters at Work, only because Monsters, Inc. was one of my very first movie-going memories, and I just I hold that movie at a, at a really special place in my heart. Uh, and then The World According to Jeff Goldblum. I can't wait for that. That's going to be great. But, uh, yeah, those are my honorable mentions. My number five, though, is Loki. Um, I love Tom Hiddleston. And I'm excited to see him come back and, you know, whatever they decide to do with this show, whatever extent they're going to bring him back, whatever adventures we're going to see Loki go on and shenanigans he's going to get into. Uh, He's just he's one of my favorite Marvel characters. He's a lot of people's uh, favorite Marvel characters. And he he's just strikes the balance between being so like despicable and lovable at the same time because you never know what side he's on and that's the part about loki i think they just nailed is that he is the god of mischief you know and that doesn't necessarily mean he goes to one side or the i think that's a really interesting uh character study and to have an entire show dedicated to that and peering into his character more i i can't help but look forward to that yeah i completely Agree. And yeah, that's that. I'm really looking forward to that. As I said earlier, like, you know, the whole thing with Tom Hiddleston coming back, and it's just going to be, you know, Loki's such a great character. Has, sad to see him going. I mean, technically, Infinity War, but he kind of came back, and this is going to be kind of following up in Endgame and that kind of alternate universe, Loki. Um, but yeah, it looks looks really good from what little we've seen the the logo i've seen people criticize the logo it probably could be better but you know we're not watching a logo we're watching a series well i feel like the logo is going to make more sense once you see the show like i think a lot of people don't realize that the logo is all hodgepodge for a reason yeah that exactly exactly so there's a there's there's a method to the madness as is with loki yeah um so my honorable mentions go as follows so obviously Obi-Wan Kenobi being my favorite character in all Star Wars. Being that he's getting a show is is right up there. I don't have a lot to get excited about right this second because, well, we don't have anything to talk about. Like, we have a director, we have a writer, and we have a, a one casting announcement. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. Um, but still, I am absolutely beyond excited for that. Um, another one that I'm looking forward to is, and it's kind of far off right now, but She-Hulk. 
Heck yeah. I'm really interested to see what that character is. I know very little about her other than, like, she's supposed to be Bruce Banner's cousin. I don't know if that's going to be actually the thing in the MCU. But then she gets the powers, and then she just kind of stays as She-Hulk all the time. Uh And she's a lawyer, and she's also self-aware and realizes she's in a comic book or in a TV show a la Deadpool. Yeah, so that's interesting. I am right. so interested to see like, how they pull this off and how what elements they bring into this because it could really be amazing. Yeah, for real. That is that's a good pick. And uh, my final honorable mention is none other than Cassian, the Cassian and K two show. That's what I'm calling it. Steven Schindler coined it. I'm taking off with it um, <laughs> because yeah, those characters. Cassian is one of my favorite characters from Rogue One and one of my favorite characters from just in general, from new Star Wars. So seeing him in K2 on seemingly a new adventure or an old adventure, depending on how you look at it, um, that, that character is just fascinating. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. But my number five is something completely different, and it's the documentary One Day at Disney. Okay. So this is going to be something that I'm really looking forward to, and apparently this was... I talked to someone actually at the Disney store, one of the employees, and they said that they described it as it's literally one day. Like they shot the entire documentary in one day in wow. different parks and different places at, I'm assuming, Disney parks all around the world. And so you're going to get like a snapshot of like what goes on behind the scenes at Disneyland or Disney World or Disney Japan or whatever um, on that day. Wow. So it just sounds amazing. And I love Disney parks. And I'm eternally fascinated by, like, how they make it work. Like, you know, all this kind of stuff. I've heard all kinds of rumors about, like, apparently Disney has, like, plain clothes employees walking around huh. just as security. Wow. Like, you'll have, like, someone that looks like a tourist, but they're actually an employee that's there, like, observing people. Apparently, in Disney World specifically, there is tunnels everywhere. Like, there's a... Really? Like... The the entirety of like the Magic Kingdom is built up like another story, so there's a maze of tunnels underneath it. Where if you go in a building, you go down, and you can go anywhere in the park underneath. And I'm wondering if that's true, and I want to know, and that's why I want to watch this show to see if that's actually true. But uh, it's it just it sounds wow. amazing. So um, I am all about this show, all about seeing it, and uh, I don't know if it's gonna be day one, but it's gonna be one wow, of the things I look forward awesome. to. All right, so. I think we have your number four up next, Jake. Yes. My number four is continuing on with this Marvel uh, show trend here. Uh, WandaVision. And I'm not Mm. exactly sure how to say the title. Is it WandaVision? Is it WandaVision? I don't know. I'm saying it like one word, though. WandaVision. Uh, I I really like the character of of Wanda Maximoff. I think that's what her last name is in here. Uh, and I really love vision and their relationship has always intrigued me. And it's something that I knew about in the comics beforehand that they had a relationship didn't know how that would translate to the movie, but they do it so well. And to see that explored more and, you know, to what extent is, uh, is vision going to be brought back in what way are they re- resurrecting him? Is it a flashback? There's so many questions I have about this show, but I think the style of it, it's supposed to be like what sixties style. 
uh, just seems really intriguing to me and very unique. And and the fact that it's going to tie into Doctor Strange is also intriguing to me. So, yeah, this is more of like uh, I'm not exactly sure what it's going to be about, but I know that I'm excited for whatever they have in store for us. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm really I'm really interested in this. And, and I like the idea that apparently I think the, the series title has double meaning because I think it's obviously going to feature Wanda and Vision. Yeah. But I think we're also going to be seeing a world through Wanda's vision. Yes, true. So I'm really curious. It's supposed to be like trippy and, and dealing with multiverse stuff. So I'm all for this. I'm all for something, you know, along these lines and getting into this. And the fact that it's, it's going to be considered canon. It's not going to be something that's off over here, and they talk about what happens in the movies as the incident or whatever. <laughs> right, yeah. It's actually going to be part of the MCU, like, for real. That can only be great, and, and being that the, the movies may even reference that, too, is, is great. So I totally agree with you on that. But my number four is not that. Ooh, sorry. It's sorry. just not. It is not. So my number four is something we mentioned a little while ago. And it's from a person, admittedly, yes, I know, he said something stupid a few days ago. And I, I know the internet hates him now, and you guys have every right to, probably. But I'm still looking forward to his show, I'm still looking forward to watching it. Hey, it's been made, they're not going to pull it at this point, I may as well watch it and ignore what he said. It's the world according to Jeff Goldblum, and as we talked about Jeff Goldblum, you know, He's a treasure. He's a national treasure. To my dying breath, I will defend him with everything I have <laughs> and uh, just say that he's just great. And the way he approaches everything and his personality, he seems to get weirder the older he gets. Yeah. And I love weird. So I am all about just seeing him go do weird things and be weird to them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I am also excited about this show. And can I just pause to say why are you giving him such a hard time people like god forbid somebody has the audacity to suggest that due process is a good idea like come on um i'm not saying that woody allen didn't do anything i'm just saying that Jeff Goldblum is just suggesting that somebody is guilty until proven innocent, and that's kind of what uh, the law in America states, and I think it's really good. In some countries, it's guilty until proven innocent, but either way. Uh, yeah, very excited about this show, and like I said before, it's going to be a very unique perspective into you know some of the mundane things in life. Indeed, indeed, and it, it seems like a reality show you would pitch to someone yes. and say, this would be great. This would be a great idea for a reality show. They'll never do it, but it would be great. Get Jeff Goldblum just to be, just put him in front of a camera and have him do things. Oh, yeah. And they're doing it. So, Disney, I applaud you for making this happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I think it's up to my number three now, I think. Or no, 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 no. It's up to your number three. Yeah, don't don't button line, Ben. It is my I, number I have, three. I have short-term and long-term memory loss, so... <laughs> So forgive me. Me too. What podcast are we on right now? Okay. I have no uh, idea. What is this? <laughs> uh, number three for me is, and uh, this will be my last of three Marvel shows on this list, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
I am very excited about this show for many reasons. I loved the little cliffhanger we had at the end of Endgame of uh, Old Man Cap given given Sam Wilson the shield, and uh, I don't know. I'm very excited to see to see uh, Zemo come back, especially with his classic comic book mask. Finally, very excited about that. Also, really love the chemistry between uh, Bucky and Sam. Like. They kind of start off as like enemies, and then they slowly become bros, and and their uh, their caps uh, what side bitches or whatever you want to call. Them. <laughs> um, but they're they are they're a great pair, and it's going to be interesting to see what they do to uh, uphold the Captain America legacy. Because even well, I've heard rumors that Chris Evans is coming back as Captain America for a couple episodes, uh, which should be interesting just as like you know they they go to talk to him in the nursing home or whatever that ends up being but like not a large role but uh you can tell that the underlying theme of this is like how do we uphold captain america's name and legacy and and carry that on for him you know because maybe they're not calling themselves captain america uh but or at least to my knowledge, I'm not sure, but the, the idea there is that like we we need to uphold this name and what he stood for, and that's going to be interesting to me. Right. So yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I think this is great. I'm so with you that Falcon and the Winter Soldier is also my number three. Nice. Hey. So we're on the same page on this one, quite literally. And yeah, everything you said and more. Like the show, I just love the concept. I love the dynamic between. Uh, Sam and Bucky and their relationship. I'm looking forward to seeing how they do it. And and getting a, you know, I don't know, like, I would love the idea of having a another Captain America movie that could explore, like, have Sam Wilson starring. Like, that I'd would love be cool. that. I'd love that. But also, I think this is even better because not only are we, we going to get some good Captain America Falcon action, presumably we're going to see Falcon flying around with his jetpack with the shield, which just the image that it creates in my mind is amazing. Um, so I'm looking forward yeah, to that. That would be so cool. But also getting into the, the, just the details of what it means to pass the torch or pass the shield to another person, what it means for cap, what it means for Steve Rogers, what it means for Sam Wilson and what it means for the public. And I like the idea, and they've already established that something another happens where the government isn't on board with their being this new Captain America. They don't really like that Sam Wilson is the new Captain America, so they're going to try. Maybe, I think that's where U.S. Agent comes in. Uh-huh. Um, so he's going to be part of it. But I like that idea. But I also like just the, the emotional aspect of you know Sam losing his friend and also having to take over for his friend. I think just the scene at the end of Endgame freaking just tears me up every time because yep. there's a there's so much like you can tell sam and i think i think honestly i'm not even sure if he's acting i think anthony mackie is legitimately like honored to be getting the shield yeah um so i just love the idea of like exploring what his thoughts are you know and what he's been doing all this time and what's he gonna do next is is what i'm interested in so i'm with you there number three for both of us Falcon and Winter Soldier. Nice. All right, that brings me what to my number two, right? Yes, it does. Right, right coming right back around to you. All righty. Uh, my number two is I think your number or 
I forget what this was. Was it an honorable mention? I'm not sure. But uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Uh, yep. I think it was an honorable mention. But yeah, yes. it, it's my number two. It's high up there for me just because I – this is like something I've been dreaming about. Like even before – a live action TV show was, was talked about, you know, any of that, like Ewan McGregor is my favorite part of the prequels and Obi-Wan Kenobi is my favorite Jedi of all time. And to finally be getting, getting more Obi-Wan content is great. And I didn't, I didn't know if that was going to be in the form of a movie or a show or whatever, but, uh, I'm, I think a show is what I'm happiest with just because we're going to be getting the most content with that. With the movie, it would only be a couple of hours long. With this, we're getting many hours, and I couldn't be happier about that. And just just the fact that Ewan McGregor is coming back just makes me so happy. Anytime I think about it, I just smile from ear to ear because that it's like a dream come true. Yeah, and it's funny because um, we've had some discourse about this in regards to, I think, uh, ooh, I think it may have been Ewan McGregor himself who confirmed recently that this was originally going to be a movie, and okay. he's been he's known about this. They approached him like not long after the Disney sale, um. So he's like known about this for like four years. He's he's been in interviews talking about how he had to lie about not knowing <laughs> about it for like four years. Yeah, but he said it was almost a movie, and then the writer I think came out today or some or sometime soon and said that. You know, basically, the story that they want to tell wouldn't really fit in a movie. That it needs to be, you know, this four to six episode series. And it's true that these series can spend so much more time with these characters and can actually establish them much better. So I'm, you know, I'm beyond stoked that we're getting this and it's going to be a series. Because I think a movie, I think there's so many things you can do right with a TV series. I think a movie would, it would defy expectations. I think people expect certain things from movies. They don't know what to expect from a live-action Star Wars show. Yeah. At least not until The Mandalorian gets here. So I think it has ultimate creative freedom to tell the story, as many episodes as it needs, and just do it. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, Obi-Wan, you know, taking down Tusken Raiders and Jabba the Hutt and all this kind of stuff. Every episode needs... It can be just an episode of Obi-Wan meditating. Yeah, exactly. You know, some inner dialogue. Like, I would love that. That's what I actually want out of it more than anything is stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I honestly, I don't really care what they do. Like, for what some people might call a boring episode, I'll just be like, I don't care. It's like, it's it's Ewan McGregor. I mean, we're going to get the action-packed stuff in Mandalorian. Yeah. I hope that there are series, Star Wars series, that are more drama focused that are more you know yeah. low-key and less about low-key <laughs> you get it <laughs> um, that are more you know less about the action and more about the drama and the characters and the stu- stuff and I mean you could even do flashbacks with Obi-Wan like Ewan McGregor still looks really good he could play yeah. Obi-Wan from Clone Wars if he wanted to or if they wanted him to so I don't know so many possibilities and as I said Obi-Wan series is going to be I don't even know when it's going to happen but I'm here for it. I'm waiting. Uh, I think they just said it's supposed to start filming in, like, I don't even know, March or something. Yeah, I think it is coming up pretty quickly because they said they have, already have it written and everything like that. So it's yeah. – and they have Deborah Chow, I think, doing all the episodes. So we're, we're directing. So uh, nice. that is – Awesome. So who's next? I, I'm. I'm. Am I? Is it me or is it yep. you? You're number two, man. 
my number two, and, and Mr. Zac Efron is not here to make a joke about this. So we're just going to go right over it. We're not even going to mention number two, the second one. On my list is, I think you can kind of guess where I'm going with this. It's a show. We've talked about it a lot. It means a lot to me. And the, the fact that we're getting a final season still blows my mind. The Clone Wars, specifically season seven, is... I mean, February cannot get here soon enough. Like, that's the thing that I'm focusing on after Rise of Skywalker. Like, that's going to be like, okay, that's coming next. I'm ready. And I don't know, I think it's 13 episodes, something like that. I'm, I'm hoping, I have a small glimmer of hope that maybe this won't be the last season, that maybe they'll do more. But even so, I'll be happy. It'll close that chapter on, honestly, a chapter on my life that has been open. Because that show, I freaking grew up on that show. That show made me who I am today, and I just love it so much. And the fact that it's going to get a proper ending makes me beyond happy. Yeah, I'm with you. And, you know, even though it didn't make my list or honorable mentions, it doesn't mean I'm not excited about it. I'm very ready to continue on with that story. And I really, really hope that the downloads and the the watches of this are really high, you know, and show Disney that people love this stuff and maybe we'll get another season. I, I, I really hope this isn't just the last one, but that. fingers crossed. You never know what will happen. That's what I keep telling people. Like, if you enjoy Clone Wars, if you want to see more, we need to crash Disney Plus. Yeah, we need to absolutely flood it. We need to, as soon as that date comes up and we know it's happening, go watch it. Turn on every computer and every device in your home and have it blasting Clone Wars twenty four seven. Rack up those views, and we'll get more. Yes, couldn't agree more. All right, I think I think I think it's your number one. I think my number one or your number one or your number two i'm sorry i'm no i just i'm did bad my at this two. you just did your number two okay i'm yeah. completely confused oh, we're, it's we're, not that late i'm an idiot we're in her number one um Gosh. I, I could yeah, do my you, number go two ahead again, please but, uh my number one is drum roll uh the mandalorian are we really surprised it's the mandalorian well you yeah. know what i'm just gonna go ahead and say it right now my number one is also the Mandalorian. Whoa! All right, let's just talk about our number ones then. So you are... go first. You oh, go first. Okay. I I think the thing I'm most excited about the Mandalorian is just the time and the effort that they put in to make this just like I know this is such an overused term, but feel like Star Wars to me. This feels more like star Wars than anything we've gotten so far. Like it feels the most like the original trilogy to me, uh, because it is set uh, really close to that era. You know, it's like just after return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. you got stormtroopers around. You got, you, you got a lot of things going around. Like the, the Empire's still, still there in, in, uh, pockets, I guess, around the galaxy. And, uh, we get to follow one, really badass looking Mandalorian who we don't know that much about. And I think that is part of the fun of the show is that there's a lot to learn and that's part of the reason we're watching. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. There's so much intrigue with the show. There's still so much we don't know 
about this show. We don't know about the main character. We haven't seen his face. I mean, I mean, if you're not counting Pedro Pascal just as a person, we've seen him. We know what he looks like. <laughs> right. But uh, I mean, he could pull off that that helmet. It could be Danny DeVito under there. Like, you know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the height would match up there, but maybe yeah, he's on stilts. <laughs> maybe it's the opposite of what they're doing with the Ugnot because you have. Uh, Where's, what's his name? Quill the Ugnaught is played by Nick Nolte. Right, yep. And obviously Nick Nolte is not a little person. Um, <laughs> there's another actor doing that role, but I don't know. It, it, it's interesting. But, like, we don't know his name. He's just called the Mandalorian. And obviously revisiting this old trope of the man with no name or the Mandalorian with no name. And I, I don't know. There's so much good stuff in this. It looks so good. We've we've talked about the trailer and about the, the battle droids and all these Clone Wars callbacks, but also stuff that's just completely new, and and it, it looks absolutely fantastic. It looks like a movie, as we've talked about many times. Yes. And that's what I wanted from a Star Wars TV show. Like, we've been talking about this for how many years now? Like, back before, back before the Star Wars Underworld existed. Like, <laughs> there was a Star Wars TV show in the works, seemingly. And no, I did not steal that name from the Underworld TV series. I got that name first, all right? Let me put something straight. All right, bet you name thief you. See, and that was a real worry for a while when they actually came out with that. I was like, oh, God, they're going to steal our name away from us. Like, <laughs> And still, if you if you search Star Wars Underworld, you get us, but you also get some <laughs> other stuff, so it's all mixed in there. Although that would be a great point in your in your career to get a cease and desist letter from Star Wars. <laughs> you can just frame that. Because we own the domain StarWarsUnderworld.com. That's our domain. <laughs> if they ever came out with a series called Star Wars Underworld, like they would have to offer us a lot of money. I'm just saying. Funny just would saying. it be if that's why they didn't go forward with it. It's like, oh, somebody already has it. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> Honestly, I would love it if I heard it from an official source that, yeah, that's the reason. Um, and we actually affected that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? That would be. Oh, man. <laughs> but I think Underworld, as we know it, because Underworld was going to be this show about. It was going to tell the story of how Han and Chewie got the Falcon. It was going to have um, Emperor Palpatine being screwed over by a woman, apparently. Okay. That broke his heart. Wow. If you ever get a chance, go read into what was going to happen in Underworld. It's it's crazy. But it sounded amazing. It was from the mind of George Lucas, which obviously was going to be nuts. But there's a lot of elements that are being taken out of there. And then even Mandalorian is taking a lot of elements from that. And Star Wars 1313 and right. just a bunch of different stuff. So I'm still bitter I, about that. Star Wars 1313 never happened. I completely agree with you. I really do. I think that's they need to they need, really need to bring that back. They, just take that concept and do it. Please, Disney, please, yeah. or EA or whoever, um, because that game looked amazing. But uh, yeah, and just the Mandalorian itself is the show that I think so many people have wanted. Mandalorians are just one of many different elements in Star Wars that are completely unique. What else is there like Mandalorians in any other medium? Like, this is a really unique element for Star Wars, and doing it like this, doing it in the style of a Western, it's just, it's brilliant. I think it's going to be great. And the reviews, from what I've heard, are stellar. And I think, could you expect nothing less with the talent they've got behind this? So Exactly. I cannot wait for Tuesday. Yep, Get it's here. quickly approaching. Really is. Oh my gosh. It's uh just a few few days away. 
Oh boy. So did we do that? We did it. We actually we actually conquered that thing. Wow. That was amazing. We did not have this show planned as it is. We didn't have anything planned, actually, <laughs> well, this morning. You, you did all the planning. I was very busy uh, at work, and I'm, I'm missing messages, and then I open it up, and it's like, oh, my gosh, we Ben has done so much work. I, but you do that every week, so nah, well, much appreciated. Well, no, I'm leading up to the fact that, yes, I after the fact, I kind of scrambled and put this together, <laughs> but at the same time, it was Zach going, Hey, what's what if we do this? And Carrie Fleming, our patron, going, Hey, what if you did this? And I was like, Okay. And it just kind of fell together in the last few hours. Uh-huh. And yeah. this show happened. So I couldn't be happier. I think we've got a great thing. Um, I'm hoping to get this out before Disney Plus comes out. Even so, I think this is pretty evergreen. Um, you'll still have a lot to look forward to and a lot to talk about in regards to Disney Plus. And I'm, I'm hoping. And I'm not going to say anything because I, I got to talk to these two guys after we sh- at the show. But I'm hoping we can get some kind of Mandalorian review out for you guys in the next week. Would yes. love to do something like that and talk about the show because there's going to be so much to talk about, so much, so many things. Um, but we, I believe, are done with the top five segment, but we still have a few more things to cover. So up next we have the quote of the night. As usual, but this one's a little bit different, and I feel like I need to put a disclaimer on this. For one, for the audience, and two, for Disney. For the audience, this is the footage from Star Wars Celebration Chicago that was shown. And so far, they have not released any footage, and I should say this is from The Mandalorian. And they have not released any footage or, like, clips from this series so far. The only one that is the one they showed at Celebration. So... There is a potato quality version on YouTube of this footage, as you can hear. I'm going to play that for you right now. Um, it, I hope you can hear it well. If not, maybe I'll replace it with something else in the edit. But this is, you know, obviously we're a few days out from Mandalorian and we can't get a good quality version, but this is a really good scene. And from what I can hear, you can actually hear it pretty well. And I feel like it's, 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 it's worth mentioning. And also to Disney, um, please don't sue us. <laughs> because that would be awkward and you know we're just we're just we're just trying to hype up your stuff which was literally like a big long this whole episode has been a big long commercial for Disney Plus we're like we're selling your stuff for you like you should at least let us play this stuff so without further ado let's go ahead and listen to that and see what we get out of it because this is for those who don't know who haven't seen it or heard it this is a scene with the Mandalorian and he walks into a some kind of compound and Werner Herzog is there, and those are the two characters you hear, and also the character, I think, is uh, Dr. Pershing, who is played by Omid Abtahi. He bursts in at one point, and you'll hear that too. But uh, some good dialogue, I think. So let's just take a listen to that and see what we get out of it in tonight's Quote of the Night. Grief Karga said you were coming did he say? He said you were the best in the Parsec. No! No, 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 pardon. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to alarm. Uh, this is Dr. Pershing. 
Please excuse his lack of decorum. His enthusiasm outweighs his discretion. Please lower your blaster. Have them over theirs first. We have you four to one. I like those odds. <laughs> you also said you were expensive. Very expensive. Please sit. positional data between that and the fog a man of your skill should make short work of this the best car belongs back into the hands of a Mandalorian it is good to restore the natural order of things after a period of such disarray don't you agree? So that was the first clip ever released that wasn't actually released from Star Wars The Mandalorian. And you also got a little extra uh, bits in there of uh, some uh, audience members in there. And I swear to God, there's someone in there laughing it sounds exactly like Chris Eagle. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it might be Chris because the person that shot the video looks to be sitting in the same section we were sitting in. Ooh, so wow. I think they were actually like, maybe I'm in there laughing or doing something stupid. I don't know, <laughs> on video. But uh, yeah, so that exists. And just taking all that out of context, the scene is incredible. Yeah. I, I just, I love the tone and everything. And... Ah, like I like those odds. What a great line. It is. It's so great. He has so much swagger, even without any facial expressions or anything. He has so much uh, personality in that performance. Yes. Um, and Werner Herzog, my God, like the guy is yeah. just a legend. So I am stoked, and I think you're stoked too. I think we're all stoked. I think it's official. We're officially, absolutely 
stoked for The Mandalorian. December 12th, or November 12th, I should say. November 18th, I think, for Dang, Australia, if I had to New wait until December 12th, I just, I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> um, Realistically, I think almost they should have waited because, like, I'm hyped up for Rise of Skywalker, then I have this detour with Mandalorian, then by the time <laughs> I'm hyped up for Mandalorian, i got to go back to Rise of Skywalker. Right. Just too much going on. Too many things being pulled in too many different places, but uh, whatever. The price you pay for more Star Wars. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but great scene. Uh, should be a fantastic show, and absolutely cannot wait. And I want to talk a little bit more about Disney Plus in a different way. Have a little suggestion for Disney Plus, but we're going to need to jump into another segment to do that. So it is time for that favorite segment of yours and ours and everyone's. It's time to get out your hashtags, put them in the chat, put them all over social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, MySpace. Go to MySpace. Just freak people out. There's like two people over there, and I'm sure they'll be curious to know what's going on because it is time, one more time, for hashtag BBQ Watch. Barbecue. 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 All righty. So, so as far as my thoughts are concerned, I, I, as looking through the roster of shows they're going to have, and as I said, there's a lot of stuff that is just going to be on Disney Plus, and it's not just new stuff. I mean, we're talking about tons of old things too, going back to Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. You know, um, there's a few things that are are missing that I think we all know, and I think, uh, yeah, they're going to be on Disney Minus. I think that's uh, where they put uh, things like Song of the South. Yeah. <laughs> Disney Minus. <laughs> that's going to be oh. where you see those. But what something that actually is missing that seems absent is the, and maybe I just missed it, and somebody feel free to call me out on this if I'm totally wrong here, but I haven't seen a cooking show on Disney Plus. Yeah, that's very true. And what makes me think about this is an episode of, and it's and it's kind of past time for me to mention this, but for those who didn't catch it, um, uh, John Favreau, who does The Mandalorian, who's made The Mandalorian, has an old other project he's doing called The Chef Show on Netflix. Yes. He's he's a traitor. He's been on both sides of the streaming wars, <laughs> and so he has a Chef Show, and I watched an episode with. I'm not the type to usually watch cooking shows. I'm just not. I work in a restaurant. I have enough of that during my day-to-day life. I don't want to watch somebody cook on the weekends when I have time, all right? I just don't. <laughs> just me. But I was actually enthralled with this episode of The Chef Show that I watched because it had John Favreau cooking at Skywalker Ranch, at the kitchen in Skywalker Ranch, and he was joined in the kitchen by Dave Filoni. Wow. And it was really just great, and I highly recommend if you have access to Netflix, go check it out. I believe the show, the episode is called Skywalker Ranch, 
with Dave Filoni or something like that. You can find it pretty easily. But uh, it's just them like cooking this really extravagant meal that they got different stuff. Like there's a whole garden at Skywalker Ranch. Yeah. And they got like stuff out of the garden. And it's just really great. And it got me thinking about like where is the cooking show? Where is this the chef show equivalent on Disney Plus? I think from what I've seen, I would assume Jeff Goldblum's probably going to end up doing some cooking on his show, probably because I feel like it's just you know diners, drive-ins, and dives <laughs> for uh, Jeff Goldblum. But uh, I would love to see what if what if John Favreau did a, did a version of the chef show on Disney Plus? I mean, they already have him. They're holding him hostage over at Disney Plus. Why don't Why don't they use him in other means and get some kind of cooking show? I don't know. I just I like that idea. Or 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 they could take our show and they could go ahead, even though there's no scripts written for it, and they could take off with it. Yeah, and we're pay working us millions. on that. We're working on that. Um, I think it would be really interesting to see like an inside look at like some of the gourmet chefs and and the meals that they make at Disney World and the resorts and things like that cuz they have to have correct. a lot of Disney themed foods, right? Oh yeah, I mean, and there's so many like excellent restaurants at Disney. Yeah. Like, you know, normally speaking, if you're at a theme park, like you're not expecting to go there for the food. You're right. not going to get like top quality food, but like there's um, an amazing restaurants like one recommendation if you're ever at Disney it's not cheap. Most things aren't cheap at Disney. But there is a revolving restaurant in it's uh, it's at the Land, I think, in Epcot. And okay. It's like a character thing, but it's basically a buffet with all different kinds of food. But they bring it to your table. Ooh, wow! Like you'll get like a giant like skillet full of macaroni and cheese, and they just bring it to your table and they set it down, and you get like baskets of bread and like steak and everything you could possibly think of like like all of it's good like it's not like subpar food it's like gourmet like incredible food best you've ever had that sounds at awesome. this place that's right next to the land ride like the riverboat ride that goes through the building and the whole thing <laughs> rotates inside the building so you're literally like spinning in the restaurant while you're in this building wow it's insane i would love to see like how do they make that? How does that happen? Like, get the behind the scenes on that. Like, it's just, it's insane. And Disney, there's so many different moving pieces of Disney. That's awesome. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm saying, Disney, Disney, work on it. G- give us something. Yes. Give us a cooking show. More food on Disney+. Plus, Specifically barbecue. But food in general will be nice. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, hopefully, I- I'm sure Bobby Eye's listening. I know he is. He has to be. He has to be. Um, Speaking of those of you listening, thank you very much for joining us and listening to this episode. If you want to keep up with us outside the show, you can find us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at IPC Podcast. You can follow Zach who could not make it tonight. He's on Twitter and Instagram at Zach underscore DFW. You can follow myself personally on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Ben Hart with no E or Ben Hart with Ho. Either way, it works. Um, (laughs) And uh, you can follow Jake at Jake Damon 
on what where are you online well you can find me on twitter at jake damon or on instagram at jake w damon and i've got some sad news guys Uh-oh. uh i used to run a podcast with my brother called bed dead again um and we had to stop because something came up where there was just it was gonna be kind of impossible for us to record together just with conflicting time schedules and we tried to find good times nothing would work so we we kind of have put it on like an extended pause slash we may never do it again i don't know but it wasn't it's on the shelf i it's on the shelf for now we'll see where what happens to it i'm sad about it because i was all ready to go up until the very end uh but things happen and uh it i'm proud to say it was not my own doing and not my own (laughs) fault that uh a podcast it's not my fault it's not my fault but uh it's it's understandable and and we came to a little agreement and so we're we're uh putting it on pause indefinitely so uh thanks for everybody that listened so far i'm not sure how many of you drifted over there but we are very proud of our one episode that got 150 downloads i'm not sure who's listening there but uh yeah thanks for uh listening and hopefully we'll be able to go on to uh or i can find somebody to do a project with somewhere some sometime some like that's what you have to do you have to find another co-host now yeah but uh anyway i would be happy to be your co-host except i'm already your co-host yeah on you're... this show and i cannot handle any more podcasts your, thank you your very plate much. is very full and my plate is like just becoming full and uh like we could barely do that podcast to be honest with you but uh we made it 12 Pod- podcasts episodes. are like potato chips you, you can't have just one can't have just one that's just the rules. Them's the rules. But uh, unfortunate to hear the news of the kind of sort of rest in peace, Ben 10 again. <laughs> Hopefully it'll make a re- triumphant return. No no podcast is is totally dead. Right. So uh, hopefully it will be resurrected one day like Darth Maul or something. You didn't cut this one in half, but you may as well have. Um, actually is kind of in half now because your brother and you aren't getting together anymore, so you've split the podcast in two. You exactly. Come back together. Exactly. Come back together. That's a, that's a good analogy, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, you can find the show itself on StarWarsUnderworld.com, also on iTunes and Google Play, of course, StarWarsUnderworld.com are our partners. And if you're in the mood for some Star Wars news or updates on The Mandalorian, be sure to check that out over there. That's where I do pretty much all my stuff goes over there, including this podcast. So be sure to follow them. You can find our host site at ipcpodcast.podbean.com. That's where each and every episode is over there. And that's where everything is sourced. And you can also find our patron, as I said earlier. Go subscribe to us over there and support us on Patreon and uh, get some cool stuff and support the show. You can also find IPC swag at tpublic.com slash user slash IPC podcast. We got t-shirts. We got everything you want over there. Represent the IPC and uh, do it in a cool way and help 
also support the show, which is awesome. <sighs> I think we did it, Jake. I, I think, think we, we actually are at the end now. I agree. I think we did. And this was a great episode. Of course, Jake, thank you so much for hosting once again. It's a and, pleasure. Uh, yeah, we got a lot to look forward to over the next few days. Looking forward to seeing everyone's thoughts. As I said, we'll, we'll try to work on some, uh, some cool things in reaction to some of the stuff. And I'm sure... Disney Plus is going to be a thing that really supplies us with a lot of great um, material to discuss on this show. And none of us will have an excuse because we're all in America and we'll all have Disney Plus and uh, there's no going to theater or anything like that. It'll just be there on our computer. We can watch it and we'll be able to talk about it. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. But without further ado, this is the IPC podcast number 262. That's a wrap on this episode, but thanks so much to everyone for listening and subscribing, and yeah, you guys are awesome for sticking with us, and we cannot appreciate you enough, but that'll do it for this episode. Episode number 262 is in the books for myself, and for Jake, and for Zach, and for all of us here at the IPC Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, but before we leave you, we're just going to leave you with this closing thought. Courage makes heroes, but trust builds friendship. We hope we can trust you to return to the IPC podcast one of these days very soon. But until next time, good night, everyone. Kappa Kappa says, 
Jeff Goldblum is starting to annoy me now. Like, okay, dude, you're quirky. We get it. <laughs> you have some weird sweaters. Good for you. Uh, I, I know what you're talking about. Believe you me. If I was in your shoes, I might feel the same way. Like my new shirt.